irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive therapist. I would love for you to reach out to me to be my client, for me to guide you, help you along whatever challenges you are facing. You can reach out to me through my website, which is NOLA Therapy. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy.com. Actually follow me on social media, reach out that way. I am on Instagram and Facebook under NOLA therapy and on Twitter as Tahir LCSW. Email me Lisa at NOLA therapy. I am easy to reach. I always get back to people. I want to welcome you to episode 166. And I am so honored today. Something really out of the blue happened and it brought to fruition something I've wanted to do. My guest had to cancel due from being ill just a little bit ago. And I reached out to my father, Dr. Ash Tahir, who is on vacation on a beach, completely unexpected and unprepared. And this is such an honor. I'm sure I'll get tearful because this man means so much to me and my life. He has lived an extraordinary life coming from the country of Pakistan as a young man to go to medical school in the United States where he took a test to to qualify to come to medical school in America with $20 in his pocket at JFK Airport and has raised five kids. I'm the oldest of five. And it's just a testament to um, whatever you want, you can achieve. And um, Dad, I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for being my guest. The honor is mine, Lisa. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dad, I wanted you to share with our listeners just, you know, you've just retired after over a 50-year career in medicine and anesthesia, and you had to work really hard and really believe in yourself to even get from where you came from to be in America. And I just wondered if you ever thought, you know, you would have lived this life that you've lived and, and just kind of some, some takeaways, what has been important for you and keeping to your path and your mission. Cause I know it hasn't been easy for you. Yes. I'm so happy to, happy to be here in America. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Lisa, I'm so very proud of you. Uh, I came to this beautiful country um, over 50 years ago, with uh, like she said, $20 in my pocket, with with a big dream uh, to be successful. I was a physician, so fortunately, I was able to find jobs and training and so forth. And I always wanted to travel. I didn't realize America was so beautiful. A lot of my friends, uh, classmates, were going to England, but I chose to come to America because it was a bigger country. I was just totally amazed. I remember my first day in New York City, I was just, my neck was so sore looking up and sideways in all these tall buildings. And since then, it has been a journey. I've traveled uh, all over our beautiful country. 
and my love and my admiration for America, the beautiful, has ever since grown so much. I love this country. It's given me everything that I ever dreamed of. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be alive and healthy and be able to enjoy all the benefits uh, life has to offer. Uh, so if you have any question, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that I'm thinking because what you said makes me think. I know so many of us dream of, say, going to Europe, like some of your colleagues and classmates did, and we dream of going to Italy. And I know from growing up, you took us to every state when I was young in the motorhome, and you showed us places and pockets of America that I don't know that many people even know about their existence and the beauty. And so for you, did you know that when you embarked on coming to America that it would be so glorious or were you just kind of, did you figure that out once you got here? Well, I never knew not much about America. I loved mountains, but I didn't realize uh, I wound up in New Orleans, Louisiana. I didn't realize there was no mountains here. <laughs> I started traveling and I discovered places we just recently, uh, my nephew came from Pakistan. We took him to Alabama, north part of Alabama, as most of my know, is very beautiful. We saw a place called Dismals. It's a very remote, uh, unknown place. So beautiful, full of little canyons and huge boulders, waterfalls, moss growing, amazing trees growing. Then we saw a cave in Alabama called Cathedral Caverns. It was just beautiful. I've seen so many caves in my life, and this is one of the prettiest caves right here in close to our home in New Orleans, just a day drive. And we saw so many little waterfalls. And every nook and cranny of America is full of places like that. You just have to step outside uh, and look around. I find joy in little things. Uh, of course, it's a wonderful thing to go to Grand Canyon and see Yosemite and Niagara Falls. But there's enormous joy in little things in life. And I found special pleasure in trying to find these little places. And wherever we travel, I have to thank my son, Michael. When he was four years old, he got interested in waterfalls. Since mm. then, we've been going all over the country looking for waterfalls. <laughs> we've been hiking. In North Carolina is my favorite state. There's so many waterfalls. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's just a blessing to have eyes that are open and you're looking as nature, uh, all my worries just melt away when I walk mm. into a forest. And I was teaching my daughter, Sheila is with me, and uh, uh, teaching her about the beauty and the joy of nature. And thank God she likes it too. And all my yeah. kids have been blessed. They've been very interested in the outdoors and uh, nature. That's where the real pleasure in life is. And um, I, I really think that all worries that one has it can just simply melt away. When you go into a patch of greenery, forest, river, lake, just uh, absorb yourself in the present moment at that beautiful place uh, and let the past stay behind you uh, and life can be beautiful. Yes. You know, Dad, and I know that you are a mindfulness practitioner, and that's been more important to you in in the last number of years since you've discovered it. When you just said being in the moment and nature absorbing you, that that's been one of the techniques and skills that you've used to manage stress. Because I know your job, I remember from being young, it was so much stress, being on call and having to meet 
physical needs of others in the hospital and and that so did you discover mindfulness in nature i'm curious how that even came to you as a practice you know for the longest time i knew nothing about mindfulness it's only last five years that i learned about it and my life has never been the same it's just an amazing transformation in my thoughts and beliefs and other processes it all my worries have virtually disappeared I used to worry a lot, as you recall, uh, in my younger days. Even then, I found joy in going out in nature, and that helped me a lot to cope with the stress and the worries. Yes. But since I discovered mindfulness, uh, I've discovered the real truth about life. And uh, if you were ask me what a few things that happened to me, this is one of the best things that happened to me, is find out uh, mindfulness has brought me so, much, so many joys and peace of mind, the real tranquility. I mean, I'll talk about abiding real peace. Yes. And I find some peace in, in, within myself. Um, lots of times I'm alone and I just enjoy my own company and just being total, totally immersed in uh, the peace and the ta- thought process. Uh, I'm discovering new things every day. I just learned the other day that um, about the only constant in life is change. Everything mm-hmm. changes. The whole world changes, the climate changes, the weather changes. Our thoughts change, our mood changes, we have ups and downs, we have one moment happy, the next moment we're sad. As we comprehend this idea of change, that our mind is like the clouds in the sky, the thoughts come and go. Mm. So whenever, whenever I teach myself, I was teaching my daughter, that when you're depressed or sad about something, you enjoy the moment. It's okay to be sad, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be depressed momentarily. Uh, but, but those things are just momentary. They'll just go away, then pretty soon you'll be happy. Uh, and um, just enjoy every moment. Uh, and I've been learning the techniques of controlling my anger. And I find mm. the same principle. Uh, when I'm angry, I try to kind of become friends with the anger, try to understand why I'm angry, and uh, befriend the anger. And I, f- I find it helps me to cope with my anger. It seems to melt away. Uh, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Mindfulness uh, really helps you come back to the present moment and enjoy yes. the life, the reality of life. That uh, I, I agree. Go on, go on. I'm sorry. No, that's all. Uh, and the other thing I discovered about mind is uh, that we're generally dissatisfied with everything. I think that's <laughs> one of the great truths about uh, human beings that we're generally dissatisfied no matter what, whether you have lots of money or no money or things that you want, you can still find reasons to be unhappy or dissatisfied. So once you understand the the power of the mind, you can overcome any hardships. Uh, Things will change, number one, the change is a constant phenomena and it will never be the same. Uh, And number two, our mind will be dissatisfied no matter what. So when we learn to control our mind by these thought processes, and uh, it's just the most amazing thing in my own life. I'm a student of mindfulness. I read yes. a lot of books and tapes. I listen to my car. My car is like a university. I listen to <laughs> I love that. these tapes. Uh, and uh, it has really transformed my thought process, my life. 
Well, Dad, and I think what you're talking about really speaks to us us becoming who it is, what we aspire to be. Like if we want to have a richer life, a more satisfying life, that it takes us edging up in some kind of way, in my experience. And for you, finding mindfulness and practicing it and really training your mind to be in the moment, it can be hard at first. It's I started about five years ago as well with meditating and discovering mindfulness when I went out to Los Angeles. And that opened so many doors of new thought and and ways of of just living life from a different perspective. And because um, you're right, like our minds, we do become so status quo focused and desire more from that ego driven place and, and just pleasure. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yet it doesn't bring that deep satisfaction that you spoke about really being in the moment and even noticing what all that we do have, how abundant we are right now. And knowing that, yes, I'd like an improvement. I'd love some more of this, less of that. But I think it's about having gratitude and appreciation. And I'm thinking that you coming from Pakistan to this big, abundant country, like that it could have been, I don't know, like I've often wondered just what that was like. Was it overwhelming coming here and seeing how much people have yet how dissatisfied they are? Like, what was that like for you? The contrast and cultures Yes, you hit the uh, nail in the head. Uh, I was going to say that another ingredient that's very important to develop is an enormous sense of gratitude. This life is just so beautiful. The moment you wake up, you should be so thankful because there are millions of people that don't wake up. They die mm-hmm. during the night. Uh, and you're able to open your eyes and see the world and the beauty, able to walk and hear sounds and music uh, and touch beautiful things. Uh, look at the children playing and flowers blooming, the butterflies. I mean, everything around life is so beautiful. There's really no reason to be sad or depressed about anything. You just have to get them come out of yourself and look around. And you live in a city, it's okay. Just find a little green patch or go to some garden. You'll see, I see flowers and sometimes I stop dead in my tracks and looking at the beauty of the flowers. There's just so many things. Right at this moment, I'm in Pensacola Beach looking at this beautiful blue sky. Yes. I'm always amazed to look at the sky and the clouds. They're so beautiful. We're so blessed to be in America. I was in China a few years back, and I never saw saw the sky for two weeks that I was there. Wow. It was just brown shade because some smog everywhere. And it is just such a blessing to be in a beautiful country like America. You alluded to people going to Europe. Yes, I've been to Europe and many Asian countries in South America. They're beautiful. However, our own country is just so beautiful. It's incredible. You go to Utah and Arizona, California, those places, and uh, I see a lot of Europeans come there. I think uh, we're just so blessed in America. We just don't realize. Sometimes we take it for granted. Yeah. I'm just amazed. Uh, I think it's all right to trade here the resources and money and go to Europe and other places. But our old country has just so much of everything to offer. It's mind-boggling. We just well, need that, to get out of it. 
Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. I was going to say that's something that you really instilled in us was that travel. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be local and just to get out and see nature and like put the phone down and, um, you know, just really be present at, at what's in front of you. And I think once a person starts to practice that, it does start to change brain chemistry and, and we do feel more peace. And then I think we can be more connected to people in an authentic and meaningful way because there's not as much chatter going on in our minds. Have you found that, Dad, as you've been yes. practicing? Yes. yes, you're absolutely right, Lisa. Uh, this, uh, happiness, peace of mind, is an inside job. It's within you. It's not an outside thing. It's not a material thing, the possession of wealth or things. It is right inside your heart. You just have to find peace within yourself. Uh, and the, the, that you will discover the enormous reservoir of peace just by being in the present moment and being yourself, just be in a being mode uh, and um, understanding the, the beauty that life has to offer uh, and just having a, a mindset that you're going to live and enjoy life and be happy. Uh, people are searching for happiness in other places, but it's right within, within your own heart. Uh, and it's uh, as close uh, as you can imagine. It's right there. Yes. You know, another thing, Dad, as we're talking is is something I know I, I took for granted because it was just so um, I didn't is, is our is health, having our health. And I know for you being in the medical field for so many years, you saw devastating disease and the worst of health. And I think if I start to feel depressed, one of the things I go, I come back to immediately is, is gratitude for my health and my well-being, And even that I can walk and that I like, there's nothing to stop me. Like there's no obstruction except for what I think in my own mind. And I found that to be really helpful. And, and I think for listeners listening that whatever you're facing, if you really just take a moment to, to think how we do have the freedom and the choice, especially in America to to be and do and have what we want if we just lay that groundwork for ourselves. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Health is a wonderful thing. Uh, I see uh, my heart gets very sad when I see all this uh, epidemic of obesity, people that are in bad shape, uh, and it really makes me sad. Because I remember when I came here first, nearly 50 years ago, people were fit, skinny, beautiful. Uh, they're still beautiful, but there's a lot of overweight people, unhealthy people. I've seen a lot of diseases in, in my medical practice. People have yeah. surgery to lose weight. And it's not necessary. We just have too much abundance of food, abundance of everything. Yet the joy of life seems to be joyous because of the, you know, not understanding. We need to understand what good nutrition is, how important exercise is. How important uh, the attitude that you have is. The most mm-hmm. important thing is having a good attitude and being intelligent and smart about the choice of food that you have. Because food can be poison if you eat too much of it or the wrong choices. Um, so it's very, very important. To, all these things are together. The understanding about yourself, your health, your people, having compassion, love for people is another thing that brings you real joy. And I find more joy when I try to help somebody 
it makes me more happy than I think the other person. Yeah. <laughs> I've been very lucky in medical field. I always try to walk the extra mile with the patient. Mm-hmm. If somebody, somebody asked me for directions, I dropped everything and walked with them in the hospital to show them where they need to go. Yes. And it's a, it's a, the joy and happiness is in little things. It's doing little things for people, a little compassion, a little love, going to a little bit of extra mile, helping others, helping yourself, mm-hmm. and just being happy, seeking peace inside, strength, peace, joy, all inside you. If you can be your own best friend, that's absolutely a wonderful thing to have. Yes. You know, Dad, what you're saying makes me think as well of how the role that you've played in our family and with your own siblings and and helping them come over from Pakistan and establish themselves and my amazing aunts and uncles that I remember growing up with as they would come over one by one from Pakistan, that that must have been a dream, too, that you've always wanted to help people, be it your patients at the hospital or your own family members. And I wondered where that came from, like this sense of of wanting to give back so deeply. Yeah, as far as that is because of my uh, heritage coming from, I came from a very poor family. My father was a junior officer in the military. As you know, my mother was a primary school teacher and I grew up in extreme poverty. Uh, Many times we didn't have uh, clothes to wear to go to school. I remember my dad used to bring these tents and the uniform from the clothes for us to wear uh, and uh, when I was in medical school I just had one lab coat and I mm. would be very ashamed at night I would be washing it in the bathroom and then drying it up and ironing the next day I'll wear that to go to the hospital uh, I just had one pair of pants and just very few lived in poverty which I think to me was a blessing uh, and uh, I never forgot the hard work my mom and daddy did so I just had the same kind of compassion for my brothers and sisters when I came to this country. I helped them to get here. Fortunately, they were all very hardworking and they rose yes. to pretty good positions. Um, but the, the life is about not about yourself, but helping others. And if you don't have relatives, just help a neighbor, help other people. And uh, I, it just makes me so sad when I see hatred coming in America. Mm-hmm. We just need to love each other, regardless of their uh, origin, race, religion, whatever nationality it is. We're all one people. Uh, and I love mankind, love people. I've been traveling all over the world. Yes. And one of the things that amazes me the most is uh, the diversity, the, the beautiful people this earth has. Uh, and I just mesmerized by looking at, we were in a museum in Atlanta recently, Bank, and they have a section about uh, the family of mankind, different people. And I was just amazed by looking at these pictures of people, different dresses, costumes. Our world is so incredibly beautiful. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, not just people, but animals and plants and everything. It is just a wonderful thing to be alive. Yes. Yes. I feel that too, Dad. That, And even going back to the, the family 
piece that we have such a, a big, loving family. And it's been interesting for me grow, growing up bicultural, like being in America, but you, but being first generation and experiencing firsthand. I remember it's one of my fondest memories of being given, given the choice by you and mom. I could either go to Episcopal church or I could pray facing Mecca in, in the living room with the family. And that was something you never, you know, I never was forced to choose. It was always like, here are your options. And, and with even having Urdu spoken in the house and, and just all the different foods, like it's always been this rich upbringing and blending of cultures that I know I have been so grateful for because not everyone here gets to grow up with so much diversity in their own home. Yes, you're right. Diversity is wonderful. That's what makes our mankind so rich, the diversity of cultures, people, languages, religions. There's a beauty in everything. Uh, Fortunately, I was open-minded about religion ever since I grew up in college. So I I decided then that I'm going to let my children think their own way into any religion they want to go into. I never force anybody. Right. One of my daughters, as you know, Ashley was a Christian missionary in China and Tibet, Nepal and other places on her own accord. I'm so proud of her and proud of you. So everybody has their own religious beliefs. Yeah, religion is a private thing. Let people, wherever they can find peace, uh, let it be their religion. Um, recently, I'm more inclined towards the Buddhist religion. Right. A lot, of, a lot of wisdom in ancient religions, like Taoism and the Hinduism. There is just so much wisdom in all these religions. We can learn so much from what other people have already discovered about life. And we're just finding out in the West uh, uh, the secret to happiness. That have been known for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every religion is wonderful. But let me give you a small, small example. Zoroastrian. They have three, their faith uh, based on three pillars. One is um, having the right mind, having the right tongue to speak the correct words, think correctly, speak correctly, and act correctly. Right actions, right thoughts, right speech, and right actions. What a beautiful thing if you just do those three things. It makes you a much better human being. Yes. And even I know on our drives, you take me to the airport often when I go from New Orleans to Los Angeles. And we've been talking lately about in, in Buddhist tradition and teachings around non-attachment. And that's been so helpful for me when you were saying earlier in the show about change, like there's always change in life. And and I don't know why I, I get surprised for a moment when something changes, but it's like, oh, of course it is. Like everything changes. And it's been helpful to to try, you know, not to attach so tightly to, to people, places and things is, you know, to just like let the flow happen. Yes. Absolutely right. How, did you start studying like religions and traditions as a younger person, or has that been dad just? I mean, I know you've always loved ancient cultures, but has this been in more recent times, or just kind of always you've cultivated and gathered this knowledge? Yeah, it's it's interesting that you asked me that, Lisa. I, when I look at my own life, I'm sometimes amazed that I was 19 years old. I was a very starch Muslim. At that time, my family was very starch Muslim. I was praying five times a day, fasting, doing all the rituals and religion has to offer. Then I started studying biology in college. 
and I went to a library, I saw pictures of dinosaurs. It was for the first time that I saw these animals. I said, man, where did they come from? Because our religious books never mention anything about this. Then I read about Charles Darwin. So I mm. began to think about, learn about evolution and uh, different animals. And that kind of planted a seed in, seed in my mind as to begin to have doubts about my own religion. Then I started going to a church. I had to learn about Christianity and Hindu temples and all this. So I became pretty much open-minded, even at the age of 19 or 20, about religion. I realized there's more to it than we know. And I found that there is liberal truth in every religion. Mm-hmm. So when I, came to, when I came to America, I was already a pretty firm believer in uh, the diversity of religion. And I didn't, was not attached to any one particular faith. And that was unfortunately a problem with my parents. Uh, because I was so open-minded, they didn't comprehend why I was not a good Muslim, according to them. And my father uh, was angry with me uh, for the longest time when I expressed my views that uh, maybe we should look at other religions and maybe we should learn from other ideas and things. Uh, so since then, I have had very open mind about religion. I think uh, it's good to have a faith. Uh, the whole idea of religion and all these things to make you a better human being, to mm-hmm. love your country, uh, to be a good citizen, to uh, be peaceful with others, helpful, help others. And if you're, to me, that's enough religion. If you're just kind, like the Dalai Lama said, uh, there's no need for temples. Uh, your religion, your heart is your, your mind, your heart is your temple. Yes. And the philosophy, the philosophy is kindness. There's no, no need for complicated philosophy. Just being a kind, decent human being, helping others, I think is the best religion you can have. Absolutely, Dad. I did not know that about you at 19 and and just discovering on your own other religions and teachings and, and really embellishing learning about all that. Wow. And then did it work out with, with Dada Boo? So for our listeners, Dada Boo is grandfather in Urdu with Dada Boo and Dadi Ama, your, your mom and dad. Because I know there was so yeah. much love between you. Were they yeah. finally able to accept your diverse thinking? Yeah, they accepted me. However, my daddy was never totally happy with me. And my mother was very loving, uh, but she eventually didn't care what, what my beliefs were. Yeah. I never forced my ideas on my brothers. And I tried to convince my brother one time. Uh, he was going for Hajj. He was going to spend an awful lot of money. And I said, look, you're wasting your money. Why not uh, uh, save that money? And uh, it's not necessary. But it didn't save him. Uh, religion is an amazing thing. The people's beliefs, I'm always amazed when I see how strongly they believe their own. Uh, it, it's, to me, it's like inheritance of your language like you culture, you learn from your parents. Religion is the same way you inherit. Uh, and the, the reason you're Hindu or Muslim or Christian is because your parents were so. That doesn't mean that it's right or it's the only philosophy in life. Yeah. Uh, you should be open-minded. You should be open-minded. So that was the biggest argument that developed in my own mind. I, I wonder why am I Muslim? Well, then I realized that I'm speaking Urdu. Why didn't I speak Russian or Chinese? Mm. I begin to understand because because of my parents, my culture. I was born in that thing. I was brainwashed in, since day one. I've been mm. believing uh, those views. Uh, that's what stuck in my mind. And it's a wonderful thing once you break the cage 
and we were in a cage, sort of, um, because we were attached to the rituals in our own upbringing. Once you break that cage, the world opens up. One of the biggest uh, advantages or the benefit I received by having an open mind is that I can see the reality of life like it is. Uh, and uh, being mindful, I even see more of what the reality is about my own thoughts, my own mind. Um, but not having a special religion, I think it freed me. It gave me so much enormous freedom uh, that I can explain it to you. One of the biggest joys of my life is to have this total freedom. Okay. Yes. For example, I give an example like in Pakistan, if an earthquake comes, uh, most people believe it's uh, from God. God is causing this earthquake. And I know that's not true. It's from plate tectonics. The plates moving and the other phenomena that cause uh, the earthquakes. And um, so they, they believe that everything is done by God is written uh, a certain way. And that's what happens. And once you understand the reality is totally different, it gives you so much enormous joy that you really know the truth. Yes. And that, is, that has been the biggest blessing of my this, um, upbringing, which uh, I developed my thoughts. I already had these ideas when I came to America, but I, America helped me strengthen my beliefs and the freedom it gave me. Uh, and then here I saw other religions, Jews and Christians and other denominations that reinforced my views. Um, yes, you've been really good about just allow us to choose whatever we want to believe, think, be. You've just done that so well, and I know that I'm I'm grateful to have not had those pressures or, or um, you know, to to have to worry about what you think about what I believe and such. It's been very freeing to to be able to choose. And you've set a wonderful bar for me to aspire to, Dad, with just finding my own happiness and joy and and what that means. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm so proud of you, Lisa, and the work that you're doing by helping other people. Uh, it's just remarkable. I've seen a lot of growth in you over the last uh, few years since you started doing this. It has just been wonderful. And I thank you for uh, Thank you, so Dad. Good. Yes. So I wonder, how do you want to end things? Like, um, if you want to end with what's next for you, if you want to leave us with a few words of wisdom however you would like to conclude. No, that's basically all. I think we've touched everything. I know we have. Uh, I, I, I will just conclude by saying that life is a blessing. We should all be very grateful and very happy for health and life, ability to walk, and we should not abuse our body. We should eat healthy. We should exercise and maintain a normal weight uh, and just be totally happy. But happiness is inside you. It, it does not depend on material things or wealth. It's just strictly in your own mind and heart and be helpful to others. The secret to happiness is compassion and love and kindness. Be kind to yourself, love yourself, and being kind to others. And I don't know of any other thing that can make you more happy uh, than these principles. Uh, and being grateful of everything that you have. Be grateful for America. We may have problems, but it's still the best country in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and just being an attitude of gratitude is just such a joy uh, to be alive and be thankful and live your life to the fullest. And uh, with that, I think uh, I want to thank you, Lisa, for giving this opportunity. I want to thank all of your members that are listening. Uh, and um, I'm just most grateful for this opportunity.
Thank you, Dad. Me too. I love you so much. And this is so meaningful. Thank you for taking your time out without any notice at all to, to talk to us. I love you. Thank you, Lisa. I love you too, baby. And okay. thank you, everybody. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, Dad. Bye. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with my father, Dr. Ash Tahir, an immigrant from Pakistan to America over 50 years ago, from poverty to becoming a physician, helping his family, me, and I hope that there was something that resonated with you as my listener in this show. All of my love to you, and I'll be back with you next week. Bye. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Yourself and friends find a purpose in life, then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your photo between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression. And in all, make the world a better place for everyone. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.